Hello. Hello. So welcome back to another episode of Potter Boss. And it's called Potter Boss because I love Potter, Harry Potter, and I'm boss. So you're the boss of Harry Potter, or the boss of just everything? No, I'm a boss of everything. Of everything, really? Mm. Yeah, I came up with the name. So you're back to cover chapter two, The Vanishing Glass. So, Vanishing Glass, can we just, like, get to it? Like, what is Vanishing Glass? Is it a bottle? Is it a window? Like, what is it? Uh, well, you'll, you'll get to it. It's it's very important, like, this chapter, because you really find out a lot about Harry, and in these past um, ten years, we really find out, like, oh, this is how he's been living. Oh, he's been put under child abuse. Oh, he hasn't been allowed to ask questions. You know, yeah, I mean, child abuse, that's pretty pretty heavy for, you know, eight, nine, ten-year-olds <laughs> to be reading about that kind of stuff, right? To be locked in a room with no food. food. Yeah, it's, it's pretty dark, and I think that that's why the first book was probably the best one. It would have been written the best, um, because she had an editor, and for all the other books, she didn't. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's really good. So we see. Um, I'm gonna skip this paragraph, basically showing like nothing had changed, and then yet Harry Potter still there, asleep at the moment, but not for long. His aunt will wake him for his for blah, blah, blah. Aunt Petunia. We're just gonna call her Petunia. Was awake, and it was her shrill voice that made the first noise of the day. Shrill. What does that mean? Why would you, why would you do that? I don't know why. I mean, is that shrill? Like I'm a happy or oh no? Or... I think she's just like shrill and annoying. I mean, do you think she recognizes who it is that it's her nephew? No, no, no. She knows. She knows. She's been having to wake this child up for ten years. Oh, I thought this was when she saw him. Out no, on the no, no, no. This is in ten years. Oh, okay. All right. So, we'll, we'll actually get into why they kept him later in the seventh one, or sixth one. Because everything is revealed in the last two books. Because that's how J.K. Rowling wrote it. <sighs> so, get up, up, wait, up, get up now. That's that's my Petunia voice, which is kind of sounds like Jim, Jim Dale's voice that she does, because I've listened to the audiobooks, so I know that... McGonagall's obnoxiously Scottish. <laughs> um, uh, so, Harry woke with a start. So then Harry rolled on his back. He was, he was trying to remember a... He was been trying to remember a dream that he was having. It had been a good one. There had been a flying motorcycle, motorbike in it. And he had a funny feeling that he had made this dream before. Now, you know a lot about the brain, so I'm going to ask you a question. Can you remember something that happened 10 years ago? Ooh. When you were a baby? When you were a baby. Very unlikely, given that the this thing called myelination in your brain... Well, the, well, well these people know nothing I, about it, okay? So, like, your brain isn't well-formed enough to be able to... Door what what if you saw, what if you were flying in the air with a half giant over you and you just saw your parents die? What if that happened? Would you remember it? 
How you were only one? Yeah, like one, yeah. Well, maybe if you have a super, super brain with super <laughs> genes and magical part of you, maybe. Yeah, because magical, magical people, they are built differently. Because uh, in Fantastic Beasts, um, their bodies are stronger. Like, they, there's this noise that, like, muggles would die if they heard it. But wizards, they're perfectly fine. So, like, I think that Harry grew up. Only with a year, but I think he had enough magical blood, and he he grew up with wizards enough that he would be able to remember something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes throughout the whole book these dreams that he has, and like how important they are for. Oh, you do know something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've been listening. What? What? Are, what are the dreams? Well, I can't give you actual dreams. I just know something about a snake. Something about. Some serious black. I mean, I can't. I can't um, tell you exactly. But you're you're okay. So we're gonna clarify this. He technically doesn't have dreams. He has like visions where he sees into Voldemort's mind, um, which later becomes a humongous problem and um, calls a death. But we'll get into that books later. Okay. So, <laughs> so turning the page. Now, why are there spiders? Oh, because there's spiders. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to clarify. Wait, wait, wait. Um, so he comes in, and he sees all of Dudley's birthday presents. Um, and then here's the description. So perhaps it is something with living in a dark cupboard, but Harry had always been small and skinny for his age. He, he looked even smaller and skinnier than he really was because he... Because he, because all he had to wear was Dudley's old clothes, and Dudley was four times bigger than he was. Harry had a thin face, knobbly knees, black hair, and bright green eyes. So, yeah. Um, and he had a thin scar on his forehead, shaped like a lightning bolt, for as long as he could remember. Um, and the first question he asked was, asked his Aunt Petunia of uh, how he got it in the car crash. And then Aunt Petunia said, in the car crash where your parents died, don't ask questions. And then, so he's not allowed to ask questions. And then, um, so we came into the kitchen. He, um, uh, Vernon barked to comb your hair uh, about once a week. Uh, he was told to cut his hair, um, but it was, made no difference. His hair simply grew that way all over the place. So in the picture, we see a spider webs. So why do you think there are spiders? Because he's in a little closet? Yeah, that's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would answer something like, I don't know, maybe he got eaten by a spider. No, I mean, I can see him in there, and it's pretty terrifying for a kid to be just locked in the closet with women with spiders crawling all over him. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. So, I mean, I would want to get out of there. And... Yeah, another question. Why in the world didn't Harry call at 911? Okay? Why, buddy? Just yeah, or why didn't he just tell somebody? When you're walking back to your to your cupboard, why don't you just pick up the phone and go down the one? 
It's not that hard. You should be informed and say, yo, I've been put under child abuse. And then Uncle Vernon's going to be like, what are you doing, boy? And he's going to be like, see, come here at number four, Perfect Drive. Because in the books, it always says number four, Perfect Drive. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you just barked. <laughs> I just barked. Yeah. Like Vernon. Um, Isn't there a dog, too? No. The, doesn't the Pruitts have a dog? Oh, my gosh! It's not the Pruitts! I mean, the Dursleys. Don't the Dursleys have a dog? Okay, just to clarify, if you, when you stop calling them Pruitts, because did you know that Molly's brothers died, and they were called Fibonim Pruitt and Georgie whatnot Pruitt, okay? So you got to get it right! Very so, confusing. okay, the Dursleys. Okay, so, so, so this year, um, uh, Dudley had gotten a camera. Um, bad, and then Amatini said, bad news, Vernon, Mrs. Fig has a broken leg. She can't take him. And she jerked her head in Harry's direction. So now we know that, um, Dudley has been... Go, so, on Dudley's birthday, Harry has to go with Mrs. Fig, which... I love you, Mrs. Fig. I love you so much. Just, you're amazing. <laughs> um, and... So, yeah. And... So, she has a broken leg, and they can't take him. And we find out that Harry talk. They talk about him like he's trash. Well, they talk to him like he's not even there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so he's just like a thing. He's not a human being, which really annoys me. This is insane. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, so. So when he, when he becomes like really famous and powerful, are they like, oh, now we like you, Harry? What do you mean? After all this, fast forward a couple years when he's like the rock star of the magical world, are the jerseys like, oh. Oh, no. Nope. So, jerseys are muggles. They've never lived in the magical world, never understand the magical world. So, they're gonna, you can keep them like trash. Now, what happens is Harry threatens them with a lot of magic. Um, and in the movies, um, there's this great quote where Harry's leaving um to go on the night bus and he said and vernon he's pointing his wand at him and he's like get out of my way or i'll jinx you and then uncle vernon's like you can't do magic on me the school will kick you out and he says try me and it's it's so great and i think it expresses how harry especially in the fifth one how angsty he is and how like he's willing to just go all limits to become to have friends and to be happy and i think that that really relies on his past and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so now they um so now um now what happened was they can't find someone to take harry so they're keeping um him and they're just going to uh bring him to the zoo Bring him to the zoo? Bring him to the zoo. On Christmas? No, not on Christmas. What are you talking about? It's Dudley's birthday. Oh. Um, let me blow my nose. So, um, yeah. So then, you can inform them what's happening. Just. I mean, I don't know. They go to the zoo. They probably see some animals. Uh, so, no. Well, it's, okay, no. 
So what happened was... Um, oh, is this where Dudley is bullies um, Harry? No, Harry. Harry's always bullied. So, wait. Let me, let me clarify this. So, what the thing is... The thing is... Wait, go back, go back, go back. So, the thing is... Um, uh, so we find out that he has been doing, like, really strange things. Um, and that, like, Harry, so ever since he was eight, uh, he has, like, been able to, like, apparate onto school roofs and um, uh, whatnot. So stuff that he probably, that no normal kid will be able to do. So then, um, find out that, um, that his, not, not only Dudley, but everyone else in the Dursley family were bullying him. So they go to the zoo, to the, uh, zoo, and while they're going there, um, Uncle Vernon say, like, um, uh, people that wear, wear, uh, that wear, that, um, Ride motorbikes are insane, and then uh, Harry says, I had a dream about a motorbike, it was flying, and then Uncle Vernon almost crashed the car in front of him, he turned right around in the seat and yelled, um, yelled at Harry, his face like a giant beetroot with a mustache, Motors, motorbikes don't fly. So, it's always described with him having a purple face. Which is concerning. Go to the doctor. Like, if you're purple, you clearly can't breathe. A lot of food imagery with him. Like, yeah. a beet, you know, big old sausage fingers. Yeah, sausage fingers. Like, yeah, and then, then this guy Dudley with his ham-like hands. Ham-like hands? <laughs> yeah. Show me that line. Yeah. Dudley Hollows. Okay, so it's, it's hilarious. It is absolutely hilarious and it's kind of annoying how they describe him uh it's somewhere in here you can go find it i'll be able to find (laughs) it but it's like it's insane of how he's related with food and we always see dudley eating food and like by the size by the by the time of the second book he's the size and the weight of a young killer whale which first of all physically impossible okay second of all why is that happening okay well, he's these, these 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 people need to go, and they need to go to a doctor. Okay, Petunia needs to make sure that it's normal to have twice as much neck. Okay, then Uncle Vernon needs to go and make sure he can breathe, and then Dudley he just needs to go on a diet, which eventually he does, but doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference. Which is absolutely insane, and the world. Is, oh my god. Alright, well let's get to the good part, because this is Okay, okay, okay. So here's the good part. So they're at the zoo and uh So they see they're in the reptile house and they all sorts of lizards and snakes. Dudley and um his friend Piers wanted to see huge poisonous cobras cobras and thick man crushing pythons. Uh Dudley quickly found the largest snake in the place. It could have wrapped um, its body twice around Uncle Vernon's car and crushed it into a dustbin. But at the moment, it didn't look in the mood. In fact, it was asleep. 
Uh, so he's like, make it move. Um, just news on. Harry walked in front of the tank and looked intently at the snake. He wouldn't be surprised if he had died of boredom himself. No company except stupid old people drumming their fingers on the glass, trying to disturb it all day long. It was worse than having a cupboard as a bedroom, uh, the um, where the only visitor was Aunt Petunia hammering on the door to wake you up. At least he could visit the rest of the house. Uh, the snake suddenly opened its beady eyes and very slowly raised its head. It winked. Harry stared at it. Um... Oh, I know who this is. Who? This is Voldemort. <laughs> you didn't just say so anymore? Yeah. Good guess. Good guess. Am I right? No, you're completely wrong. Oh. <laughs> Niniki. Nagini? No, no this is a normal snake living in a normal zoo in a normal town. Oh, alright. Okay, but, but snakes... Become very important in the chamber. Of yeah. Snakes, okay. It, it become, they become very important, and we learn information that we then learn about a book later. <laughs> so yeah. Uh. So. Here, I'm gonna read this one. Dudley, <laughs> Mr. No, Dursley, come no, get and up look here, at up this here, snake. up here, because it's talking to him. Harry's oh, talking it's to talking him. Talking to him. Yeah. So Harry talks to the snake. Where do you come from anyway, Harry asked. The snake jabbed its tail at a little sign next to the glass. Harry peered at it. Boa constrictor. Brazil. Was it nice there? The boa constrictor jabbed its tail at the sign again, and Henry read on. This specimen was bred in the zoo. Oh, I see. Never been to Brazil? The snake shook its head, and a deafening shout behind Harry made both of them jump. Dudley, Mr. Jersey, come and look at this snake. You won't believe what it's doing. Dudley came waddling towards them. Waddling is the correct term, Mommy. Waddling, waddling, tomato, tomato. So then the snake gets out. So, yeah, so the snake gets out, and, yeah, so that's, that's that. Did Harry let him out? No, he used magic. But he didn't know what he was doing. So that's the problem when you're muggle-born and you live in the muggle world is because you do magic but not really able to control it. So you can apparate, but you're only able to apparate when you're 16. Oh, when you're 17, sorry. Wait, 16, 17, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> um, so technically, so when you... When you haven't gone to school and you can't control your magic, you can do stuff that Albus Dumbledore could do. Like, you can't control your magic. Like, you could go and, and accidentally make a Horcrux, I think. Maybe, I don't know. You have to be insane, though. Um, so, uh, maybe I'm just a second later. So, um, no one disagreed. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and then we get into some other stuff where, um, wait, wait a second. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, so here we are. And then, so they, when they, then when they get home, um, and Pierce had gone, Uncle Vernon 
uh, was so angry he could hardly speak. He managed to say, go cupboard, stay, no meals. And he collapsed into a chair and Ampetunia ran and got him a large brandy. So I have two questions. You are gonna starve this kid to death? Like, that's a problem. Okay, second of all, why isn't the school looking into this? Like, shouldn't there be some bullying policies? Like, if they see this, clearly see this child being hurt by this fat kid, then why are they just saying, oh, they live together, that's fine, brotherly love. It's like, makes no sense. And third of all, why in the world are people running and getting brandies for men? insane look I mean, gets that man should get his own brandy if he wants yeah, it. just sit up sit get up, it. get your fat little butt up and pour yourself your own brandy don't have the horse-faced woman give it to you <laughs> yeah. and then why just why is it like because then hagrid states like yo can i have some brandy for medicinal purposes or however you say medical purposes and i'm like are you sure about that? Like, you do know what Hagrid does when he gets drunk. Well, let's not talk about that. No, no, it'll come up later in this book, so. Again, I don't think eight-year-olds should be reading about drunken giants. <laughs> He's a half-giant, half-wizard mommy. Still. He's All amazing. Right. So, so that's, that's the end of the chapter. That's the end of the chapter. So we're, we're going to make another episode, right? Well, that was a breeze, guys. That was a breeze. That was I'm easy. glad you stuck with us. It was very educational. We talked about child abuse, some... <laughs> talked about child abuse and child obesity. Some feminine, feminism and overall just animal cruelty. Yeah. So, so check with us next episode. Where we chapter. will discuss chapter three, the letters from no one. One of my favorite chapters, when one of the longest. Oh, so, exciting. Yeah. See ya. Bye.